Hi everyone, I just wanted to stop in and give a content warning for this episode. We talk about some explicit topics and we talk about some serious topics. We don't get super graphic with either one of them. Uh, We just wanted to be informative about our own personal experiences. And if you start listening and you hear something you don't like, you are more than welcome to skip a few minutes ahead or just, you know, completely skip the episode. Uh, We hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get to it. Welcome to the Two Friends and Podcast, where we try to stay on topic, but usually don't. Uh, Today's topic is going to be... Relationships! Woo! Woo! Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I'm excited excited to see updates from from Cody on this one, because I'm in a long-term committed relationship, so it gets kind of boring sometimes. Yes, so uh, before we kind of like really get into that... (laughs) Uh, I, my date was yesterday, um, so we went to go have Japanese food, and then we went to go see the new Spider-Man movie. Um, it was, it was a good time, I'm gonna be honest, like, I had a decent time with the food, it was kinda like, it was strip mall Japanese, which, it was fine. And then, the movie was fantastic, even though I knew all the spoilers for it. (laughs) (laughs) like that definitely took away from you know certain things that happened in the movie i don't want to spoil it for anyone else intentionally so i'll just leave it at that and then uh after having a good time there a decent time at the actual movie we were on our way back to his house uh because i rode with him to the theater and then we went back to his place and i'd actually planned on like going in and staying a little while um but that's not what the universe had in plan That's not what it had for me. So what happened was I had an extra drink after the movie was over because I try not to drink anything during a movie because I have to pee so bad. Right. And so we are, I'm not fucking joking, we are less than a mile from his house. Less than a mile. And we go over a bump and this soda that I have to (laughs) hold because it's so big, it's one of the fucking large AMC studio cinema whatever <laughs> cups. Pops open, spills all over me, <laughs> and all over his nice ass car. <laughs> and w- <laughs> the level of embarrassment that came with that is astronomical. Like, that's not sexy. That's not hot. No. no. <laughs> It was so gross. I was like cold and sticky. And of course, yesterday was one of the colder days we've had for the past two weeks. Yep. And I'm just like standing outside his car waiting to clean it. Like he had to go inside his house and get a damn towel and bring it out so I could clean his fucking car. (laughs) And then after I finished cleaning everything up, he was like, do you want to come in and like dry off or something? And I was like, nope, I'm just going to go home. I'm, I'm just gonna go home and he's like hey, it's okay I don't care that you did that like it's just it happens and I was like I care I'm embarrassed and I'm ready to go home so I then went home <laughs> it was awful have you talked to him since yeah he texted me while I was like on my way home because he lives like an hour away and if I want to see a movie I have to drive that far anyway right yeah, he texted me on my way home, and he was like, hey, I know you were embarrassed, but I want you to know it's not a big deal. Like, it 
shit happens and I I really do not care. Like, it doesn't bother me. And I was like, I appreciate that. But that's not what the point is. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. I am full of shame. (laughs) So then I drove the hour home, um, sticky and, you know, promptly changed and went to bed. Not for the right reason. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get sticky for other reasons. <laughs> so, what, what do you think? What do you what do you think's going to happen next? I don't know. I mean, I had a good time. I didn't I didn't have a great time, and I didn't really like I didn't really feel anything. Gotcha. And I don't know if that's just me like dusting the cobwebs off because I haven't been out with anyone in almost two years or if that's right like just genuinely I don't really feel anything it's even if I did feel something I'm gonna be honest like it's not gonna be long term because once my family decides to up and leave here like once the finances are back in control like oh I'm going with them (laughs) like like I'm out of here so I don't necessarily want anything that's gonna stick for too long and not to mention he lives an hour away so like right i don't know even living here it's kind of a lot yeah Yeah. i just i don't know but anyway that's my update on the date it it went good and then very poorly very quickly (laughs) it went downhill fast oh very fast (laughs) it was so bad well you got back out there that's like the the biggest the biggest thing is now now you've opened yourself up to go on more dates with other people and hopefully not spill drink all over their cars hopefully and i should have like maybe you should stick with water from now on yeah (laughs) i look the fact that he got me a drink at all was weird because like i had told him beforehand i don't drink anything when i go to the theater like at all because i know i'm gonna have to pee if i drink a drop I am in that bathroom three times during that film. <laughs> and then he got me one anyway. <laughs> it was... And then it spilled on me. So I didn't even get to enjoy it. <laughs> oh my God. Also. So I told you he was Polly, right? Hold on, you cut out. What'd you say? I told you he was Polly, right? Yeah. Okay. So what I did not know is that it was, it's not his boyfriend. It's his husband. Oh, they're like fucking married. Yeah, they're married. And I didn't I didn't know it was his husband until I got there. Like until I got to the apartment and the husband was there. Which Oh, like hello. I'm gonna go on a date with your husband real quick. Yeah. I was so like like it wasn't awkward from his perspective, but like from mine, I was like I was I like I just wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't I wasn't prepared to meet him. I wasn't or them. I wasn't prepared to meet them. Like, it was... Could you imagine if you had have had sex? With, like, his husband in the other room? No. <laughs> I can't imagine that. That's why I don't know if there's gonna be a second date. Because I'm... If I'm going on a second date, we're having sex. Like... And his husband's not gonna be there. <laughs> like... Ugh. And it's not like I can be like, hey, can you send your husband, like, away? <laughs> <laughs> out of his own house please thanks yeah can you tell him to go see spider-man no way home so that we can have sex while he's gone like (laughs) oh my gosh and it was so busy like the theater was so busy that's weird because that movie's been out a while yeah it's literally leaving theaters in like a week 
So, like, right. it, it was wild that there was, A, so many people. Oh, we had some kids try to bust up in there without tickets, too. Ooh. Yeah. About Wrong where, um... Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, so I'm not spoiling anything when I say this. If you don't want spoilers, don't listen, but it's been out forever, so... They busted in the theater, like, right at the point where Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come in. And they were, like, hooting and hollering shit behind us. And thankfully, the ushers, like, came in and were like, y'all are not supposed to be here. Y'all are not supposed to be here. And, like, the rest of us in the theater were just like, what is happening? Because it all happened within the span (laughs) of, like, two minutes. They, like, rushed in, sat in the handicap seat. We're just happy to see all our Spider-Mans together. (laughs) Yeah, like, we don't need all this. We don't need all this extra shit going on behind us. Oh, and there was some woman trying to take... She was taking pictures during the film. <laughs> like, and with Flash. With Flash. So oh it was God. like eight <laughs> shots. Like, a quick burst of like eight shots with the Flash <laughs> on. So it was just picture, 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 picture. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. God, no one had epilepsy. Jesus. Uh, thank goodness I didn't get epilepsy from my lineage, because I would have been on the floor. <laughs> I have photosensitivity, but I do not have full epilepsy, so that's good. Let's let's dive on in. Let's dive into the to the things. All right. So tell us a little bit about your relationship. We've kind of we've kind of dabbled before, but I want to hear more. Uh, so we have been dating. We've been together like. Almost five years now. Four and a half. Wow. Yeah. Like four and a half. We met on Tinder. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it was not supposed to be a long-term relationship, but here we are. I was going to have a a hoe phase after my last relationship, but it was my second date. (laughs) So that didn't go too well. Um, (laughs) um, We got engaged in December and we're getting married beginning of next year excellent (laughs) i am single (laughs) so you you guys met on tinder did is okay so i don't i haven't used tinder so i don't really know much about it i know grinder though is it is it the straight equivalent of grinder um pretty much it's more of like a hookup app type deal it's like you swipe right if you like the person swipe left i think both of us were looking at it for like more than that i mean i was like kind of wanting to have a hoe phase but then i was like kind of looking for a relationship at the same time and i think he was more looking for a relationship with it you can use it either way but yeah it's like the swipe right swipe left how long had you been out of your previous relationship before that yeah i'm a rebounder So I broke off with my last boyfriend on July 4th and Nick and I's first date was on like, it was like right after his 20th. So like our first real date was on the 27th, but we met at Starbucks before that. So of August. Yeah. So from oh, July okay. 4th to like <laughs> July, <laughs> July 4th to August 27th. So okay. Like, I thought you meant July 27th. <laughs> so like a month and a half. Yeah, okay, I mean, that's not, that's not crazy. It's not two years like I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a rebounder. Uh, when I broke up with my first boyfriend, I think I broke up with him in like September. It's like the end of September. And I started dating my second boyfriend, like the beginning of December. So it was about a month. Yeah, I don't wait long. Clearly. i um let's see the last like official boyfriend i had was in 2020 you know the best year of everyone's life (laughs) oh 
when did I break up with him? Maybe like October? I honestly don't remember. I guess I could look at my texts and see, because I, <laughs> I broke up with him over text. Now, in my defense, we were a texting couple. We weren't a call <laughs> couple, we were a texting couple. And I, at the end there, I like, I wasn't really seeing him very often. So I was like, I'm texting this bitch. This has got to be over. I'm done. And then the relationship I had before that was probably early 2019. So like, I had a lot of time because I didn't date the second guy for very long. Either of them, really. So like, I usually have a lot of time in between. <laughs> I just go That's and be a hoe. probably the better way to do it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you hit it on this time. Nick's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I got it this time. <laughs> That second one was a uh, mistake, but you know, this one, this one worked out well. <laughs> so I've been dating somebody since 2014, other than two months. <laughs> That's, I, I can't even fathom that. Like, <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> like, I've only had a few months of dating, like, compared to years. <laughs> But I also was, like, in between and before. I mean, I was going out and being a hoe. That's what this date was supposed to be. I thought we were just going to hook up. And then he was like, oh, no, I, like, actually want to take you out. And I was like... <laughs> if I can find, like, a skid sound, like a car skidding sound, I'm going to put it right there. <laughs> like, I, I was not looking for a date. I was not looking for a relationship. I don't even have that on my profile. Like, it just says, like, casual. <laughs> I want something casual. And look at me, a week later, going on a fucking date, like I'm somebody. <laughs> and then coming home sticky and gross, smelling like cherry soda. <laughs> That's when I went and bought this. <laughs> You're like, I, I was... need something good in my life. <laughs> yes, I went to Starbucks and I was like, you know what? I've been wanting a new fucking Starbucks cup for a year now. I'm going into that bitch and I'm buying one. And I did. And then I ordered the wrong drink. <laughs> I full ass ordered the wrong thing and it wasn't the barista's fault. It was my fault. And then I got it and it was like, I can't drink this. And I came... I wanted to order a violet drink, but I had seen pink drink on the sign. And so my head was like, pink drink <laughs> and so that came out and it didn't register that i had said the wrong thing until i was handed the drink and i was like huh <laughs> i did order that didn't i no it was probably like 8 30 last night and i was like i need something but i cannot handle coffee that late so i was like i'll just get one of the refresher things not that so i got home and i gave it to Allie. <laughs> but it was it was fine i've been single for so long i don't really care how do you feel about that <laughs> yeah that's what i was about to ask how do you feel about that well like it's interesting this kind of goes into like a whole other topic but like being i feel like as straight people and you can probably attest to this like you're kind of fed this narrative that you kind of need to be in a relationship you're kind of fed that your whole like, biological timeline relies on you having a boyfriend, then a husband, then a father to your kids, and a house, and, like, a retirement fund, and then you're, you're retired, and then you die, and, well, he dies, and then you die. <laughs> and, like, the clock is ticking. 
Yeah, but as gay people, we aren't really uh, given that narrative. It, it, we <laughs> we aren't fed that like, oh, you have to be in a relationship. You have to do this, that, and the other to achieve life goals and to achieve milestones. So I I kind of come at it with the mind of I need to work on myself and I need to get myself right before I find the person I'm spending the rest of my life with. Because that's kind of like, I mean, that's the end game of dating. Right. For for me, at least, that is kind of what I want to do. I want to find that person I'm going to be spending my life with, but I'm not in a hurry to get there. And I'm not going to compromise to get there, you know? Right. So it's been good. Yeah, I get that. Because I, like, I, I feel like I kind of, like, push myself to, like, I, I don't do well if I'm not, obviously, <laughs> if I'm not in a relationship. And I think, like, the whole point of that is, like, all, like, my whole life, like, even when I was... What was that? Was that a train? A horn? A what? I don't think it's a train, because I don't hear, like, the chugga-chugga. I feel like it's a horn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, Love yeah, that. like, my whole life, like, like even when I was a kid, like, all I ever played was, like, baby dolls, and, like, all I ever wanted to be was a mom. And, mm-hmm. like, you kind of need the other half of that to do that i mean there's obviously other ways but like i i I want for you that's how that narrative goes right i want that family unit like mother father kids like i want to be a mom i want to have a husband like i want like i think i think that's because like i never had that kind of family growing up like my mom and dad weren't together and like i just kind of want to like a normal family and like give my kids like experiences that i never got Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, I kind of felt pushed to be in a relationship because I wanted to get to that place quicker. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. Right, and I dive, like, into the relationships too fast sometimes, most of the time, too. Like, what do you me mean? and my ex said I love, me and my ex said I love you before we ever met. How how long had she been talking? Three weeks. How many? Three weeks. Okay, I mean, that's... I mean, that for me, that's fast, but I know for other people, that's not fast. So I'm not gonna, I, I don't judge that. I don't judge that at all. I'm also a heartless bitch. So, <laughs> I mean, you're talking to the person that fully dated someone for several months and never said and meant it that I loved him. So <laughs> I get it. I'm not, the, I'm not the one. <laughs> You really do dive in fast, don't you? I do. How long was it before you and Nick moved in together? Oh, my mom made us date a year before we could, so we dated, like, a little over a year before we moved in together. Okay. I mean, that's not... Yeah, it was a little over a year. Why did you wait so long to meet your ex before you guys went out? Uh, because I... He was in Virginia, and I was at home for Christmas break. Oh, So I was in North... North Carolina for Christmas break, so it was like a five-hour drive to meet him. Okay, oh, yeah, I can see that's that. a that's a fun story for this podcast. Okay, the first time I met my ex. <laughs> so, um, he had been like wanting me to come see him for like a long time. So I finally, I was at my dad's house, which is closer to where it is where he lived. It's only like two hours ish so i was like okay i'm gonna drive out there and meet him i didn't like tell anybody i was doing this because i didn't like <laughs> oh my gosh i'm stupid um yeah yeah because I, <laughs> I didn't want my parents to be mad at me because like at this point i was like 
19 or 20. Oh, yeah. Like, I was in college. Like, my parents were still, like, a big part of my life. So I didn't want to, like, make them, like, be like, you don't need to do that. That's dangerous. Blah, blah, blah. Stranger internet. Blah. So, yeah. So I, like, I drove up there two hours away. I told my, like, dad. I was like, I'm going to go visit my friend Evie for the day. I'll be back later tonight. All right? Cool. I was like, I'll be home, like, 5 or 6 o'clock. I, like, drive up two hours. Cause he, so the reason we were meeting where he lived and not where I lived is because his grandpa was dying of cancer. And he wanted me to <laughs> meet him before he died. No. <gasps> no. Yeah. You're kidding. <laughs> so I drove up there. And, like, so he lived in, uh, yeah. So, like, I met him at this park on, like, the top of this mountain. Because he, like, worked up there and he wanted to show me where he worked. And it was a pretty view or whatever. I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> never do this ever. This is so literally, like, the perfect <laughs> way to get murdered. <laughs> right. Don't tell anyone where you're going. Meet this man in the middle of a national park where no one can hear you scream or find your body. He's a park ranger, so he knows where to bury you, damn it. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> I guess desperation. I don't know what the hell was going on in my head. But <laughs> so I get up there and like, so he didn't murder me in the park. So we take his car and we like, I like get in his car and we're going to go get coffee and then he'll bring me back to my car later. So I'm like, cool. Yeah, sure. So we go get coffee. And we're like having coffee, talking, nice, normal date. He gets a phone call and it's his aunt. And she was like, you need to come to the house right now. Like your grandpa is dying within the next hour. Holy shit. Yeah, so, like, he didn't have time to take me back to my car, so, like, I had to go with him, and he was like, you don't have to go inside, but I was like, I'm not gonna fucking sit in the car. So, like, I <laughs> I get out of the car, and I, like, go in the house, and, like, his entire fucking family's there, aunts, uncles, cousins, there's probably, like, 30 people up in this house. He, like, goes to see his grandpa and stuff, and, like, evidently he had been telling his grandma about me, so he came out, and he was like, hey, my grandma wants to meet you, and she's, like, in the room with his dying grandpa. so i like had to go in there with his grandpa like laying there dying and meet his grandma and like all this stuff so finally like it had been a few hours and like they were like okay and maybe it'll be a couple more hours well i had to like he had to take me back to his car to my car because it was like four or five o'clock at this time and i told my dad i'd be home at like six (laughs) oh lord okay yeah, so he had to take me back to his car, to my car, so I could go home. And, like, we get back up on, like, to the park and stuff, and, like, right as we're pulling in, he gets a phone call, and his grandpa fucking died. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. Now that's a first date. Right. So I'm, like, sitting in this park, Thinking I need to get home before my dad murders me. With, like, him crying. This guy I just met a few hours ago. I'm, like, consoling. (laughs) And that was a precursor to the rest of the relationship. Crazy. Yeah, I should have ran. I should have ran then. I should have ran. I mean, you did. You ran to the middle of a park. Where you could get murdered! You know what's so funny? Uh, because just piggybacking off of the fact that you could have been, you could have had a Netflix docu-series done on you. Um, (laughs) I, when I was talking to, what name should I use for him? Um, Tony. Tony! When I was talking to Tony, um, I, 
made jokes to him about like, I'm fine riding in your car to go to the theater, but if I have a Netflix docuseries made about me, you best believe they're going to catch you. And he thought that was very funny. I was being serious. <laughs> like, I I am going to write out a will saying, I'm, if no one finds my killer, you better make a Netflix documentary and you better <laughs> find the killer. Damn it. I will have my own making a murderer. Even though I don't know if they actually killed that woman. But that's a different episode. I... <laughs> I was also stupid. Like, I went to this person's Not house. Not stupid. At least you didn't go in a national park. That's true. I did go to a kind of <laughs> sketchy apartment, though. Oh, like, that's, that's about as bad. Yeah. I, like, when I pulled into the complex, I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then I got to his building, and I was like, okay. And, like, I don't want to judge too harshly, because when and I were like first living in Pensacola like our apartment wasn't super nice and it wasn't in a super nice like upkept complex I mean there was like an intentional arson there at one point but you know that's a different story so I don't want to judge too heavily but like when I was knocking on his door everything inside of me was saying you need to run back to your car <laughs> Like, you need to run back to your car and you need to get out of here. And (laughs) it was so, like, I don't know if it was just me being, like, judgy and biased or whatever. It was not giving safe energy. (laughs) And then he answered the door and it was him. And I was like, okay, it's fine. He's real. This is the person. And then I went inside and was like, okay, hello, husband. Hello, husband of man I'm about to go on a date with. (laughs) So, since you've been dating Nick forever, and you guys have been engaged for a few months now, was that, like, did you see that being the end game for you guys? Like, was, did you go into it, like, wanting that to be your life partner, we'll say? Yeah, I think, like, every relationship I've gotten into, that's kind of been, like, my goal in the end. And, like, I don't think I would date someone if I didn't think that I could end that way. Okay. So, yeah, I would definitely say that, like, getting married and, like, spending our life together would be the end game. Because I hate breaking up. Like, I hate breakups so Mm. much that I would prefer to avoid those at all costs. Yeah. Which I can be a little overzealous in that. Like, to the point that, like, my first boyfriend, I'm pretty sure I creeped him out by, like, being so into that. But uh, that's beside the point. Yeah, don't they say you're <laughs> supposed to date someone who's more interested in you than you are in them? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's where I'm at now. <sighs> After third time's the charm, like, Nick is just as crazy as I am. <laughs> so... That that's the goal with being super clingy. Is you if you're super <laughs> clingy, you can't help it. You just have to find someone who's as clingy as you, or worse. There you go. And, and I have found that we're very clingy. We're probably a little <laughs> bit. Uh, what is the word for it? Codependent. A little codependent, but <laughs> we're happy, so it's okay. <laughs> I the the first two boyfriends I had, I definitely at that time was not dating for like the rest of life. 
because it it's completely valid to date and like not want that to be like who you get married to who you want to spend your life with it's okay to date for right now you know that's kind of what i'm doing so like i can't really bag on that but i don't necessarily want to do that anymore like i'm just 25 but i already feel like if i don't find someone in the next say five years it's gonna be too late but i'm only 25 like right i I have so much time left to worry about that. And because my, like, I don't have the same time frame as, like, you or Nick. Right, your your biological clock isn't ticking. Like, you could have a baby with a surrogate until you die. Like, pretty much, yeah. 70 years old and you can still make a baby, so. I'm glad I don't have to worry about having a kid before I'm ready because I'm nowhere near (laughs) ready. (laughs) Like, I, my childhood definitely proved to me that people need to be ready to have kids before they have kids. Like, you need to have right. some of your shit together or at least be working on getting it together before you have kids. That's why I think it's so great that you're, like, you're in therapy and stuff. Because I think that's really excellent for you moving forward. That's going to make raising a kid so much better for them. <laughs> Like, you stand a great chance of not fucking your kid up royally if you're fixing your (laughs) shit, you know? It also gives you time to, like, research and stuff. Like, I think too many people go into parenting, like, winging it. Like, oh, we'll just love them and everything will fall into place. Like That's what my parents did. (laughs) It's like, you're, like, molding an entire human. If you should not research that, then something's wrong. (laughs) Right. Like, that's what drives me so nuts about people having kids at, like, 16 to 19. Like, girl, you are not ready. No teen mom can tell me she was ready. I don't care. I don't care how much they try to say it. No one is ready to have a kid at that age. That's why it drives me bonkers. And, like, most of those are accidents, and I get it. Like, if you get pregnant mm-hmm. and you don't want to, like, have an abortion, like, I can completely get that. Like, I don't think I would be able to. I'm completely fine with other people doing that. That's their choice. But, like, I couldn't personally. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get when people accidentally get pregnant and, like, have a kid early. But there's people that are, like, planning it at, like, 20, 22, like, without getting their shit. And if you got your shit together by 20 or 22, sure. Like, go for it. But there are a lot of people that aren't. But you don't don't. have their shit together. Like, that's the thing. No one does at that age. Because our brain isn't even finished forming until literally now. Like, us now at 25, our brains are finally, like, starting to be finished. Like, no one has their shit together at 20. No one has their shit together at 22. And if they do, they're lying. Like, they simply do not. It's fun. Also, I'm wearing this shirt... That I'm realizing on camera, like, compared to my face, kind of makes it look like I'm naked. <laughs> which is really fun. Until I, I hold up an arm. That. Until I hold up an arm, and then you see how pale the rest of my body is, compared to the shirt. I hadn't even noticed that. Like, if I if I do this, like, hold on. If I just... You're naked. I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than, like, a woman wearing tight, flesh-colored leggings oh yes i'm not a fan of leggings in general but please don't make them flesh colored because that makes me uncomfortable (laughs) why why would you invent that that's almost like the people that invented um like the hairy 
Have you seen, like, the hairy clothes? Oh, yeah, like, the t-shirts? Yeah. Oh, not only the t-shirts. They have t-shirts, they have bras, they have panties, they have leggings, they have, um, bathing suits. And, like, they're funny, but I'm also, like, that's what? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Completely wild. No, thank you. So, the first guy you dated was Nick number one, correct? Nick number one, yes. Okay, and that was, like, did you guys start dating in high school, or was that just college? Uh, so we were, like, okay, so we were in the same friend group in high school. Like, I liked him a lot for, like, a couple years, at least a year. I think it was, like, senior year. I really liked him. And he liked you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't know that at the time, though, like, when we were in high school, because he was, like, from what he said, this could be a complete lie, I don't know, but, like, from what he said, we, he, like, liked me, but didn't want to risk messing up the friend group and stuff. Got it. And then when we went to college, we went to two separate colleges, like, four hours apart. We started texting and stuff more, and, like, at that point, the friend group, like, we had been to college and stuff, so it wasn't as big of a, a risk. Like, he didn't want things to be awkward with, like, our friends and stuff. But, like, once we were at college and kind of separated and, like, all that, it wasn't as big of a risk. So we started dating in college. And, like, we texted a lot. We dated for a little over a year. I think it was, like, a year and a half. But we texted a lot. And then, like, towards the end, we would talk on the phone and stuff. We only saw each other. Like, I went to visit him at college twice over like the year we dated like once freshman year one sophomore year he never came to visit me like when we were at home for because we live we're from the same hometown obviously yeah like when we came home for breaks and stuff we would see each other a little bit but he was always kind of like busy more interested in like hanging out with his family and his friends and stuff so we never like hung out a whole lot so we probably like only saw each other maybe like in the same place, like, 15 days the whole time we dated. Really? Yeah. 15 days. <laughs> yeah. In, like, a year and a half relationship. Holy crap. Wow. Okay. Our Pretty much our whole relationship was over, um... Text. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then you dated Awful Guy. How long were you guys yes. together? Uh, I think it was close to... No, I think that one was also like a year and a half, year and a half to two years. You like them long term, don't you? (laughs) I what? You like them long term. Oh, yeah, I don't, I've never, yeah, I've never had a short relationship. And I honestly only talk to like in between those, in between uh, Nick and uh, Sam, I talk to like two guys. Both who ended up being really weird. And, like, we never, like, I think I went on, like, one Ooh, date. Yes. But it wasn't, like, a date date. Like, we watched a movie on the roof of one of the buildings at my college. Like, <laughs> it wasn't, like, a date date. And then, like, we never talked again. Um, And then, like, in between Sam and current Nick, I went, like, I didn't, I don't think, I, yeah, I didn't go on any other dates. I talked to this one guy. I, like, met him. At, like, a fire station. <laughs> and, like, we talked for a little while. But, yeah, he was, like, a volunteer firefighter. This was on my 21st birthday, I think. Yeah. Like, I've met him and, like, talked. We never actually went on a date. Like, he invited me to go to the gun range with him and, like, go shooting. <laughs> but then he kind of, like, backed out at the last minute and we just kind of stopped talking. And I had started talking to Nick around this time, so I was just like, uh, whatever. That's fine. 
drop you. <laughs> it is that is so weird that it was the shooting range, like, <laughs> and like for a firefighter, that's str- like, I don't know, that's just super weird because I always thought there was like a thing between police officers and firefighters. Oh yeah, there is, but I think he was like a yee boy, so like absolutely you gross. Know, hunting okay, and sh- hunting mm. and shit, yeah. And I'll let I'll let you describe it in a minute, but I want to keep on with what was the name he used for him, Sam, for now. How did your How did your family feel about Sam? Like, what was the consensus while you were dating him? So at the beginning, like they kind of liked him. Um, he like went on a family trip with us, and then they kind of like started having doubts, which were they didn't know at the time, but were founded. Yeah, so they liked him at first, and then they kind of saw, like, what he was doing. Like, they didn't know the extent of what was going on, because he was, like, emotionally, physically, like, mentally abusive to me. But they, like, saw it from the side of, like, me withdrawing from them, and, like, him pulling me away from them, him, like, pulling me away from school, and, like, just, like, I didn't have the same passion for the things that I used to have, which kind of was, like, a red flag for them. So, yeah, and that relationship actually ended with my mom came out to visit me, and I was actually living in an apartment that his grandma owned at the time because he, like, wanted me closer to him, but he didn't want That's me That's so weird. So I was, like, staying in this, like, apartment his, his grandma owned, and, like, my mom came out to visit, and she, like, hated the apartment, and she was paying for it. She had never seen because I was in college, so, she, like, I, like, begged to, like, move from my apartment, like, on near campus to, like, this place, because, like, I said I didn't like my roommate and all yeah. this stuff. It was mostly because he was just, like, pressuring me to move there. So, like, she came and was, like, I'm not paying for this place. Like, it was made out of, like, one of those metal, like, you've seen those, like, domed metal buildings? hmm Yeah, it was, like, made out of one of those, and it was just, like... Very, like, very cheaply put together and, like, so you had to put, like, a cover over the shower drain or, like, sewage gas would come up it. That's really bad. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, it got, like, there was, like, not central AC, it was just, like, one little unit in, like, the living room. And it was, like, a long, it was, like, a long thing. So, like... It, um, it got really humid in there, so it's, like, really humid and sticky, and then, like, the sewage gas thing. So my mom, like, hated it, and she was like, you're not living here. So my mom pretty much gave me the ultimatum, and she didn't know all the stuff that was going on with Sam at the time, but, like, she was like, you can either go back to school, to your apartment there, or you can come home with me, but you're not staying mm-hmm. here. And at that point, like, that was, like, because I had tried to leave, but I, like, a lot of people who have been in an abusive relationship know it's harder to leave than it sounds like yes. it is. Um, so I had tried to leave a few times, but I was like, that gave me the perfect opportunity. I was like, I'm going home with you. So we like got as much stuff in the car that day that we could. Like he was at work, so I like texted him as I was leaving, like headed to North Carolina and was like, I'm going home with my mom. And, like, I told his grandma, because I did like his grandma. I was like, I've already paid my rent for this month. Like, my mom is going to come get the rest of my stuff. Like, I'll pay you for next month. And at that 
point, like, it was kind of like, I was trauma-bonded yeah. to him, so I was like, take care of him for me, like, because I did love him, and, like, part of me still loves him despite everything, but, like, I still care about him, so I, like, I was like, this is this, like, please take care of him, don't let him do anything stupid type deal. But then my mom and my uncle went back up there and, like, got the rest of my stuff. Like, my mom was, like, inside because they didn't know what he would do. Because after, at that point, they had, like, found out everything he did to me. So, like, my uncle was standing outside of the apartment with his gun. And my mom was, like, ah. handing stuff out to him um, so that no one got cornered in there and, like, got all my stuff and brought it home. That's kudos to your mom and your uncle, then. <laughs> Yeah, thank God for my mom, because I don't think I would have been able to get out if it weren't for my mom. Yeah, she gets a little <laughs> questionable at times, but that was... She did the right thing. And so did you, like, choosing to leave instead of going back to school. Like, that was... I'm sure that felt like a, like, great moment for you. I mean, painful, but... Right. Right. It was super painful at the time, but, like, I'm so happy I did <laughs> and then two months later, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I started dating Nick. Now, I, I, I'm curious. Like, did you have reservations going into the relationship with Nick? Like, after going through everything with Sam, like, did that not make you want to like <laughs> halt and chill on things a little bit more? Yeah, I was nervous, and I said that I was going to take things slow, but then once I got into it, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I like, thought, like, and I did have some reservations. Like, there was a lot of, like, mental, like, roller coaster grappling with myself. I don't know the right words for it, but, like, yeah, there was a lot of internal conflict. <laughs> there we go. That's the, when I was, uh, started talking to him and stuff, especially, like, as far as, like, like, the, we said I love you really early and stuff like that. That, like, really messed with me. Like, I was, like, confused if I... Meant it. I said it first. Oh, yeah. okay. And I... Yeah, I said it first. And I did mean it. It's just, like, trying to prevent myself from feeling stuff like that. Because I didn't want to go into it too fast. And, like, my mom was constantly at me, too. It was like, don't jump into this too fast. But I... It was too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> and how does your mom... I mean, well, I guess I'll just say in general, how do they feel about Nick? So, they liked him in the beginning, and, like, we went through, like, a rough patch. I think that they were kind of more concerned about, like, the fact that we were getting so serious, and that I, my mom felt like I hadn't explored my options, and, yeah. like, she, want, she wanted to make sure that I was making the right decision, because, like, her and my dad got married way too young. Like, she was 19 or 20. And, like, she just saw, like, the effect that that had on it. I don't think it was ever as much about Nick as it was she wanted to make sure that I wasn't settling. Mm -hmm. um, so we went through, like, a rough patch where, like, they were worried that he'd be able to provide for me and stuff because of his job at the time and he got laid off. But I think, like, over time that, that like, relationship, like, my mom and my whole family see that, like, I love him and, like, it's not... It's not settling for me. Mm -hmm. Like, he might not be perfect, but, like, who is? Like, I'm not perfect. And, like, everyone has their issues, but, like, he cares about me. 
And, like, especially through, like, losing our baby, and my mom and Nick were in the hospital with me, and, like, I think my mom saw, like, how much she cared about me and how much she would have done anything for me. And then, like, just, he's gotten really settled in his job now, like, he's in his field and, like, doing really well, so, like, they see that he can provide for me. They're old school and, like, the man, even though I have a job and can provide for myself, yeah. like, <laughs> old school and he, he needs to provide for me type deal. So, yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot better. Like, him and my mom actually planned my engagement together. So that was cool. That's really funny, especially coming from your mom, who is, like, this, like, very, like, strong, powerful lady who makes a lot of money on her own. Like, to be like, (laughs) well, he needs to provide. But (laughs) 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 you're the provider. Uh, that's that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> and I think I think more, most of that is my mom knows that I want to be a stay at home mom, like more mm-hmm. than anything else. Like I want to be home with my babies. So like I think like that's part of where that came from. <laughs> but she also didn't want him to like be a burden on me. Oh, for type, sure. Where I was providing for him. Well, I mean, if the you know if the script were flipped and he was the one that wanted to be the stay at home dad instead of you, then I mean. Right. You'd just be like her. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's very funny to think of it that way. Because <laughs> obviously... I guess you always want the best for your kids, but it can look a little bitchy at sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can. <laughs> it can look downright mean at some points. But... Yeah. I remember one of the rough patches that you guys went through after we had reconnected. and seeing what your mom thought then versus now is really nice because you could tell she yeah she does like him now i mean she legitimately has come around so that's good right and my stepdad still is not the biggest fan of him because he's not like a manly man type deal but like we take a grain of salt with my stepdad several several grains of salt several grains like a whole pitcher of salt with my stepdad because he's just very blunt like i don't think he means it in a bad way i think it's just who he is and he is very very blunt but i his values and my values are different as far as like what to look for in a man like i don't need someone who could go out and like shoot and skin a deer and bring it in for dinner like (laughs) we have the grocery store now i think we'll be okay yeah, also, having a man with emotional intelligence is going to be far more helpful than that. Yeah, especially with how clingy I am and, like, how, like, emotional I am. It's nice to have someone who's also emotional. Because mm-hmm. a lot of guys like that, and even him, suppress their emotions. Like, I've never seen him cry, ever. Like, and that's not what I'm really looking for in a life partner. I That's why I struggle with, not necessarily, like, I don't want to say I struggle with my gender, because I'm very firm in that aspect of myself. It's I struggle with, like, the word man being referred to me, because I know, like, the context that that word has so often, and I don't identify with that, because I'm not, I'm not, like, a stereotypical man. So it, it's, it's... You're a male, but you're not yeah, a man. Like, I'm a, I'm a male, I don't, I don't use the word man for myself. Because it just, it doesn't feel like right. it fits. But that's... So you think of, like, a, a man's thing. man. Yeah, which is, like, so <laughs> stupid. Because there is... It's so weird assigning 
gender and pronouns to things that like aren't like i don't it's so weird it's very weird i have a that's again a whole other thing but like so strange yeah and like we've came in a society where like women do a lot of like stereotypical man things but men are still like afraid to do women things so it ends up as in the women are doing fucking everything Uh (laughs) uh-huh Like, we're working and cleaning and taking care of the kids and cooking because, yeah, we can work because we're empowered women, but you can't cook and clean and take care of your kids because you're a man. And then get shit on for still (laughs) somehow not doing enough. (laughs) Even though they do everything. Like, we put these expectations on women and then are like, oh, but you're not doing enough. We expect you to be a jack of all trades, but then get mad when you're not a master of anything because you're expected to do all this other shit. Right. Like, when you're not, like, performing as well at your job as a man is, but that's because you were been up since 3 a.m. with your baby because your husband wanted to sleep because he has work tomorrow. Even though you also had work tomorrow. And you aren't (laughs) given any sort of, you know, leniency about it. Oh my gosh, when I was, um, when I was working at Yankee... Our, like, general manager, she had a baby and then came back while I was there. And seeing the struggle that this woman had to go through, like, even though her husband was able to help take care of the baby, like, the struggle she had to go through to keep her job and, like, keep herself validated as having that job while still trying to take care of an infant is, it was nuts. Like, I don't know how she made it through. Like, how she managed to work 8 to 10 hours a day, almost every day, and then go home, take care of a screaming infant. She had to pump at work, and they gave her nowhere to do it except for the bathroom. It's not great. (laughs) No, not at all. And, like, I was watching, like, and, and that's, like, if you get any maternity, like, does she, like, have any time off, like, after having the baby, or does she go straight back in? I want to say she had a, like, hmm... I don't know if it was technically maternity leave. I think it was, like, she had accrued so much PTO that she was able to take some time off afterwards. Like, a month or two? I don't know exactly how long it was. And, like, that's good. And I'm lucky in my job that, like, if I'm not able to, like... My goal is, by the time we have kids, to be able to quit and stay home with them until they go to elementary school. But, like, if that's not an option, my job does have 12 weeks of paid maternity leave. But a lot of jobs don't have that. Yeah, a lot of jobs don't have that, no. and, like, a lot of people don't think it's necessary. Like, I was watching YouTube the other week, and um, if you don't watch Mama Dr. Jones, you should watch her, because she's really informative and funny and all this stuff. Like, But she was saying that she was doing an episode on um, maternity leave, and she was saying that a male colleague of hers was like, I got my prostate taken out, and I only took two weeks off. Like, I don't know, oh. three months. Yes. For maternity leave. I've heard this shit. And she was like, yeah, she was like, did you stay up at night nursing your prostate, breastfeeding your prostate, making sure your prostate was still breathing? And he was like, no. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to take my maternity leave. Yeah. (laughs) In the iconic words of Rachel Green, no uterus, no opinions. You don't get to tell me I don't get paid time off to take care of the person I just pushed out of me. Like, 
What? It's, it's, mm, like, it's not, not about ha- healing from the actual birth. It's about, like... Well, no, 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 no. It is. It is healing. It's healing and keeping a whole human alive. Yeah. They, and... like, are super fragile. Like, they'll just die for no reason. Not to mention just... the fact that so many women have, like, postpartum depression after they right. have their kid. Like, I... And then... And then immediately having to get, like, thrown back into work, ripped away from your baby, and, like, going from, like, breastfeeding your child to, like, going in a bathroom and pumping milk out of your boobs and then going back to work. And being called a bad mom because you're not at home. And being called a bad worker because you're not Not at work. Yeah, like, (laughs) that's exactly what was happening to her when she was there. Like, and it was so, like, not by us, obviously, but by the higher-ups. Anyway, back to... (laughs) yeah back to the topic at hand fuck i don't even know where to i don't even know how to segue back into that because it's just (laughs) we were just talking about what was it how do we get on this oh that like i my family members opinions i value them but at the same time like i'm a different person from them and i have different values than they do especially like men in my family Mm -hmm. so like i value their opinion but at the end of the day, I love Nick and I love who he is and like the qualities about him. And even mm-hmm. if that's not exactly their picture of who they would have me with, like that's fine. And I think they've come to accept that I have different values and different likes and dislikes than they do. And they've accepted him as the person I love and have moved on from that. So that's good. They're still not bestest friends, but they're, um, they don't have to be. They all tolerate each other. And my mom likes them. Like, me and my mom and Nick can, like, hang out and be good, so. Good. Good. Um, that, that's kind of why, like, I've never introduced a boyfriend to my family before. Like, truthfully, that first boyfriend, like, I wasn't even with him long enough to even consider introducing him to my family. And then with, um, what was the name? Todd? I'll say Todd. And with Todd, I was with him long enough to introduce him to my family, but I didn't want to. Not because what I thought they would think, but because I wasn't, that was, it was my issue with, like, I wasn't feeling the way about him that he was feeling about me. So I wasn't ready to introduce him to my family because I wasn't in love with him. Like, and that was, I mean, that was obviously the first step that led to our demise. Like, I wasn't in love with him. And even though we dated for quite a few, like, four or five months, maybe even six, I don't remember exactly, but, like, I never fell in love with him. Right. At all. Unfortunately, and I will admit this to the world right now, I told him I loved him, and I did not mean it. And I shouldn't have said it. But he had told me it two weeks before then, and then he said it again, and I felt pressured to say it. And so I did, but it was a lie. And if he, by some 0% chance that he hears this, I am so sorry. I was never in love with you. And that was the problem. (laughs) That's, uh, that's the core root of why me and Todd didn't work out. I mean, there, there was a lot of other stuff like his... He wasn't completely out to his family, which is fine. Like, if it's not safe for you to be out, don't be out. But if you're just not out to your family because you think, if you don't feel ready to come out, you don't have to. 
I just know that from my experience and from the experience of other queer people that I know, even if it goes poorly, you are going to be so much better off. And dating someone who is not out of the closet is very difficult when you are. Because you want to be, like, open and you want to, like, do things together and you want to, like, like, you want to do things. And then to not be able to, to be limited like that is very hard. Like, we only ever went out for dates twice. We only went out for a date twice. And then everything else was, like, me coming over to his house to like, watch a movie and maybe, you know, sleep together, spend the night, although we never, <laughs> never achieved penetration. I don't know why I felt the need to put it like that. <laughs> in six months? Yep, in six months, we never, like, we did sex stuff, but we did not have, we did not do the full thing. Interesting. Yeah, because- I think you mentioned that before, but I don't think I realized, like, how long you had dated. Yeah, it's a long time to not have sex. Especially for me, like, in a dating capacity, not so much outside of dating, but, like, because I was ready to sleep together on, like, the second date. I was ready to go. It never happened, because he, um, I don't know how to say this without it sounding shameful, because it's not. He just, he wasn't, he was not very endowed, like, it, and the way he wanted to have sex was just not possible, because we were both plus size, and... It was not long enough to do anything. So. <laughs> and, like, there was one time that we were... And then he got soft. Like, I think it was his antidepressants, but, you know. So, yeah. He also lied about his penis size. I think I told you about that. He, yeah, yeah, you did. Actually, I don't know why you would do that. Like, it's not like it's something you can hide. No, especially when, like, I'm gonna see it. Why, why, why'd you lie about it? I still don't know. I guess I should have asked him. But, like, what was the point in lying about it when I was gonna see it? And I saw it many times. And not once was it the size he said it was. <laughs> and, like, I'm not, I'm not a size queen. Like, I don't care. You can have fun at any size. It just, like, why put my expectations, I guess we'll say, why put my expectations at one place when you know they're going to be at a different place. Like... <laughs> right, like, put your expectations small, and then they can grow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that I don't have to be, like, mid-pulling your pants down and be like... Where's the rest of it? Wait... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Where Where's the rest of it? Because you said there was more. <laughs> Other than the weird shit, like, oh, his mother was also a hoarder, which I think I've told you about. Oh, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I knew that. I knew she was like overbearing, but I did not know she was a hoarder. Oh, his entire family was overbearing. His brother on our, was it maybe the, f it was either the first or second time I went over to his house. Excuse me. His brother came home, like, midway through us hanging out. And I learned later that night that his brother had, like, snooped in my car. What the fuck? Yeah, like, he, like, went around my car with a flashlight and was, like, shining it inside. What the fuck? Yeah, it was really weird. And when I asked him, like, what was that all about? And he was like, oh, well, I just needed to make sure you weren't, like, gonna murder us or something. And I was like, 
What? Why would I have like that stuff in the, the car? In the car? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I bring it in? Not to mention, you don't <laughs> think I would have done it and been gone by now? Like, what? <laughs> like, your mom is asleep in the other room, and he's right here enamored with me. I could have just... Right there. Like, what? <laughs> it was just, they were always in our business, too. That was the worst part. Like, my family is very hands-off when it comes to the people I'm dating. Like, they know that if I'm ready to introduce them to somebody and to have them meet someone, they will. But until that point, they don't pressure. They don't push. They don't do anything. And to have, like, to be dating someone who has a family who's like that, it is too much. Like, I can't. I'm such a private person, and to have my boundaries consistently crossed over several months was just not worth it. And to not actually ever have been in love with him, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, what was I doing? What was I doing? You just didn't want to hurt his feelings, which I get. And like... I think my family's that family. Poor <laughs> I'm so happy that he's like willing to put up with them for me because my, my family is overbearing. Maybe not to that extent. Like I don't think they'd be searching through his car, but they're definitely like all up in the business. And they've gotten better about that, but <laughs> it was And like we had good times. We went to I went to like the county fair with him at one point. That was really cool. And some of his mom's friends paid for us all to go. So I was like, sure, I'll go to the fair. Although it was... He ended up having to pay for everything because I didn't know how much fairs had cost. So yeah, I... Those things are freaking expensive now. Yeah, I went with like $20. And it was not enough. Like, not even <laughs> having to pay for a ticket to get in, it was still not enough. The whole thing. Yeah, she was a hoarder too. <laughs> I realized I didn't touch on that. His mom was a That's hoarder. Fun. I actually, like, tried to help him clean up the kitchen at one time. And we had gotten permission from his mom to do it. And we were, like, mid-cleanup. And then they came home with groceries. And everything went to shit immediately again. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. Clearly, y'all don't care enough to clean this up. And that's fine. But, like, I can't be a part of it. <laughs> Um, the first guy I dated, Garrett, he, um, he was homeless. <laughs> <laughs> he was homeless. Uh, he was also carless, um, and kind of moneyless, actually. It was not good. And, like, when I say, so, it, when I say homeless, I don't necessarily mean living on the street. He was, uh, like, couch hopping. He got kicked out of his house because his parents found out he was gay. And so basically he was like couch hopping to different places. Like it was fine. He, I had a hard time getting a good read on him a lot of the time mm -hmm. because he had Asperger's. That's not his fault. That's completely my fault because I didn't really know. I didn't know much about it and I didn't really know how to like, I didn't know how to function with that. Like I didn't know how to adjust my own behavior so that I could be better equipped to be dating someone with Asperger's. Um, so that wasn't his fault. That was completely me. But the rest of it was his fault. Uh, so our we went on three dates. And we, we had, like, made things official after the second one. Because we were both really feeling it. And so the third date went decently well. 
And then at the end of it, he told me that he would be moving again. And I was like, okay, where are you going this time? Because he didn't have a car, so I was the transportation for everything. And at the time, I was making decent money at my job, so I was like, okay, this is fine. I mean, in retrospect, it really wasn't. I shouldn't have ever gone out with him in the first place. But whatever, I was desperate. Not a good look on anyone, by the way. (laughs) I was like, okay, where are you moving? And he had to move into... So someone was renting a, like, an over-the-garage apartment from a family, and... He wasn't supposed to sublet it or let anyone else move in with him, but he was letting Garrett move in with him, but they couldn't know that. So everything, like, if we were to ever go out again and I was to pick him up, it would have had to be, like, at night. He would have had to scale a fence to- What the fuck? Yeah. Like, and avoid security cameras. Like, it was- It was absolutely wild. And I ended up texting. I broke up with him over text too, actually. I texted him and was like, I can't do this. Like, I like you. It can't be like a crime every time I pick you up. Yeah, like this isn't fuck. like this isn't the fucking 1960s. Like we're allowed to be out and like do shit without it being like a whole like spy versus spy (laughs) scenario. Like... Uh, like, under the cover of darkness, we must meet. Like, no, it's not that. Not that. So that also ended poorly. And I ended up having to, like, block him and stuff, too, because he he got a little bit nasty, which is understandable. I did break up with him over text, um, and some people really don't like that. But we had only gone on three dates, so, like, I didn't feel like it was that big of a deal but apparently it was uh, so yeah and then i don't see this going anywhere like me going out with tony i don't see this going anywhere because i don't really want it to i'm not interested right. in driving an hour to go on a date and i'm okay with being like i'm okay with someone being in a poly relationship but i don't know if i can like i don't know if i can be the one coming into it this right. much later because they've been together for years right i have absolutely no problem with open poly relationships i just don't know if i can be a part of it like without right. feeling weird about like taking time away from your significant other like i don't i don't know it seems like sort of a a minefield that i'm not ready for <laughs> right but I just, I don't, I don't know if I'm, honestly, I don't even know if I'm ready for a relationship. I don't want to get into a situation again where, like, I'm with someone for months and I still can't fall in love with them. And I'm just, right. like, chugging along because you'd I like don't want to hurt them. you like that feeling to be there at the beginning. It's kind of... Yeah, and not even, like, love at first sight or anything because I don't necessarily believe in that. But, like... But at least, like, some sort of attraction yeah i need there to be something there i need to feel something afterwards that like this is it i want to move forward with this not necessarily he's the one just like i'm feeling this person let's let's do this and i just didn't get that from him he's he was perfectly nice he was a gentleman he didn't you know he didn't 
me. Like that first guy. uh, It's better. Yeah. Like better than some of your previous relationships. Which for context for anyone listening, the first guy I ever went out on a date with when we moved to Florida, which was my first date ever, touched me very inappropriately and scared the shit out of me because I was- While you were driving. Oh, no, 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 no. No, that was different. Oh. Yeah. This was, this was before him, that guy. Yeah. No, no. This was very different. This was like scared the shit out of me. Which was so fun as a 19-year-old going on a date with a stranger. Um, (laughs) That's always what you want. Uh Uh-huh. And I hadn't told anyone I was going on the date or where I was going or what I was doing. So, you know. Oh, you were doing a Rebecca stupid. Yeah. We were probably doing it around the same time, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. it 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 was great. Shit's crazy. Dating, like, dating as a gay person is super weird because... One, not many people actually want to date, which is fine, but I don't always just want it to be sex either, although sometimes I do. Right. <laughs> so I know we touched on how, like, what your your family thinks of Nick. What does Nick's family think of you? Because I think we've, like, you and I have kind of chatted about it before, but I don't really know, like, what do they think about you? Do they like you? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think they do like me. I think, like, they went around the time that, like, so Nick and I broke up for a little bit during that whole, like, tense period with my family because, mm-hmm. like, my family got kind of got into my head. Mm-hmm. I think they weren't the happiest with me then, but, like, I can get that. Like, I hurt their loved ones, so I get that. But I think overall, like, they they seem to like me. Like, Nick's mom and I will go shopping and stuff together and, like, we'll hang out together. They're a lot for me because they're very different from my family. They're a lot louder and more, like, boisterous and they talk a lot. And, like, they'll talk a well, lot I mean, at the same time. Well, I mean, your mom. My mom? His mom. No, no, I mean, your mom is also a little like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom, my mom does talk a lot. But, like, they interrupt each other, like, talk over each other. And it's uh... very stressful for me. Like, when they're over at our house, like, Nick and him will be, Nick and Nick's dad will be having a conversation, and, like, Nick's mom's trying to have a conversation with me, and, like, I can't keep up. Mm-hmm. And then, God help us, at, like, family gatherings, there's, like, seven conversations going on at one time, and, like, I cannot keep up. So, I get a little overwhelmed by Nick's family, but I love them. They're all nice. Like, none of them have given me a reason not to, like, they just talk a lot. <laughs> One time, it was Nick's mom, Nick's grandma, nanny, my grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, you know how bad she could talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mom's neighbor, who was right there with them, and all four of them were in a room together for my graduation party talking at the same time. Okay. I had to physically leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even accomplish? But yeah, like, I like Nick's family. I think they like me. I mean, I could be completely wrong. They could be talking shit about me behind my back. But I feel like Nick would tell me or tell them off. Like, Nick's mom was, like, mean to me while Nick and I were broken up. And, like, I told Nick about it. And he still told her off, even though we were broken up at the time. So, like, Nick will protect me from his family. (laughs) (laughs) So they may hate me, and he just isn't telling me, but I, I, don't, I don't think they hate me. I mean, that's nice. I'm glad he does that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was braver and did that for him, but I, I'm trying. 
<laughs> With uh, Tony, y'all dated for a while. Like, what did his family think of you? Oh, wait. Did I use Tony for both of them? <gasps> You're talking about second boyfriend, right? Yeah, okay. the second one. Okay, because I used, I know I used Tony for the guy I just went out with. Oh. Oh, what did you use for the other one? I don't remember. The second one. Yeah, I don't remember. But we'll just say that. Um, his, I don't know if his brother ever liked me, but I didn't particularly like his brother, so it didn't really matter to me. His mom liked me. His mom actually liked me a lot. That's good. She and I had a pretty good relationship. She actually told me at one point I was one of the best things that had ever happened to her son, which felt really good when I broke up with him about a month later. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I felt so bad because I, they knew that I made him happy, but he wasn't making me happy at all. Right. It was rough. It was, it was not good. And it was my own fault. I was being selfish by not breaking up with him. Sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really bad about that. Um, and I feel bad because... His mom was a really nice person. Yes, she was a hoarder, but she was really nice. She was just, she was a lot. She was a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. She was completely overbearing. It was disappointing. I had a good relationship with her. I didn't see her super often because she didn't want me to see her without her wig on. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like the first time I ever went over to his house, the only reason I didn't meet her like, face-to-face was because she didn't have her wig on. She, like, she said hello to me from a dark hallway where I couldn't see her, and it scared me. Because we would watch horror movies. (laughs) And I was like, someone just said hello and knows my name from the darkness. I'm about to die. (laughs) It was really funny. (laughs) Other than that, I don't really have a ton of experience with my family meeting significant other. I wish I did, but mm, it is what it is. I don't introduce people to my family before I'm ready and I know they're ready, you know? <laughs> so what what do you think the reasons are you date? Like, we kind of covered this some. For my side, like, with, like, wanting a family and stuff like that. But, like, what do you think you date for? I feel like... Now, since I'm in that, since I'm in a different place, I feel like for right now, I'm just dating to have a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not dating for forever because wherever we move after this, I'm going. Like, I don't, right. I don't ever want to be super far from my family again because we're so close and we have such a good relationship and they're literally the only people who have been there consistently my entire life and I've been able to depend on in dire situations of like I'm in a fuck ton of trouble right now I need help like I need you to be here (laughs) and I need you to help me and they're the only people that I've been able to really rely on to do that so I'm for now I'm dating for a good time after we kind of go and we get more settled somewhere else I want to date for like for a life partner because I think that's what I want. Like, I do want a life partner. I want someone to spend my days with. I want someone to have kids with. Because I also want to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> <laughs> I I want that. I want that life. I want to, like, I want to have kids and I want to be with them. I want to, like, be able to teach them. I want to homeschool my kids. 
unless I find a really good school that I'm happy with, like, I'm probably going to homeschool my kids. I will send my kids to you, too. Okay, that's fine. Because <laughs> um, I plan on <laughs> I plan on teaching them what they actually need to know um, to survive in the fucking world. Like, I'm planning on teaching them the real shit. So, like, absolutely. <laughs> I'll just start my own school. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I want. I want a, I want a life partner. But I know that that's not really a thing I can look for right now. And right. I don't I don't even know if I want that right now. Like, even if I found someone that I was like, oh, he's the one. Like, he's going to be the one I spend the rest of my life with. I don't think I'm ready for that. Like, right. I just don't think I've done enough work on myself to be in a relationship like that. Like, I can't imagine being, like, with you and Nick, I can't imagine being in that relationship myself. I still feel, like, too young to be in that which is so insane but that's also like the gay thing of like i can do it at any point in my life i don't have to right really worry about it too much right now just you know. and i'm sitting over here like i have five years and then i need to get pregnant and then because like I, then i have like five years <laughs> to have all the kids that i want to have because at 35 like my wrists go up and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't want to have kids super old like, I I like what my parents did. They, you know, they had kids young because they wanted to be able to enjoy their kids when they got older. But, like, I can't have kids at the same age my parents did. Like, they had me at 20, just like yours did. Mine had me at 20. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. one, that ship <laughs> sailed. But, <laughs> like... Two, I didn't, I I didn't have money at 20. Like... Yeah. I, like, barely have money now. Like... When I was pregnant with Maggie, like, we were going to make it work, but it was not going to be, like... Wasn't going to be great. We wouldn't be able to do anything. Like, we were going to have food, shelter, and clothes, but, like, we weren't going to go be able to go, like, out to eat and do shit. Well, that's because the world is so different. Like, yeah. and I th- that's been kind of a struggle with my parents of, like, explaining to them how different the world is now compared to when they were my age. Like, you... Unless you come from privilege and and like shit like it's just not possible like and if you're like you guys when you get married you'll have more opportunities to do things but like for a single person to be able to do anything it's like not there is nothing like like we could there's no way we could live on our own right now like either one of us if we weren't together no like and it's because it's because of capitalism (laughs) like we we are not we were not given the same opportunities that our parents were ease of access wise we were not given the same opportunities like explaining to my mom that going to a place of work like every day to follow up on applications will get you blacklisted (laughs) (laughs) because she she has the story that she told me when i was first like starting to look for jobs like her first job she worked at a um like a tanning salon in and she went every day like to you know say hey i would like a job here if you're hiring here's my resume all that stuff and she would go every day for months until she got it and i had to explain to her like that's just not how it works today they would like, call the police yeah like especially <laughs> where we were living like in pensacola they no no that was not an option when I was, like, applying for jobs, I, like, my grandma was, like, you don't need to apply online. You need to, like, go in and, like, hand them your resume. No. And, like, I was going places and they were, like, you have to apply online. Mm-hmm. 
Explaining that to them was difficult too. Like, no, places don't do paper applications pretty much anymore. Especially if it's a like a large corporation that has like an HR department right. or something. Like, they're not taking paper applications. It's, it's easier on everyone to do it online. Yeah. And it's also easier to like quickly weed out the people who like aren't qualified or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious about something. I want to raise a hypothetical okay. to you. Okay. So, worst case scenario, say Nick dies. <laughs> <laughs> just off him, it's fine. If, okay, <laughs> you you Black Widow him, and you take him <laughs> out. What does dating look like for you after that? What would you do going forward after having this relationship, like, knowing kind of more of what you want from a person? Like, what what does that look like for you? So... I mean, if he died, I'd definitely take time to, like, mourn that. I wouldn't jump right into a relationship. I mean, um, I, I, I mean, it only me, takes a month. If he, if he <laughs> cheated on me, it would be within the month. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I would probably have a hoe phase, honestly. Because, like, I would want to, like, experiment with that and, like, know, like, what it's like to be with different people physically. Mm-hmm. But then I'd probably, like, go back into looking for a life partner because time is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, yes, but also no. I mean, you're only 25. I know. It's yeah. not It's not ticking as fast as, or as loud as you might be led to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I have about five years before I, like, need to have a baby. <laughs> Considering I just went out with someone who's poly, I'd definitely be down for, like, an open poly relationship in the future. Uh, mostly because I know that I'm, <laughs> although I like to talk about sex, my libido isn't very high. So, like. I don't always want to have sex, so I know realistically, like, if I find someone that has a high libido, I can't satisfy that, and I'm not going to want to. So I'll be okay, like, sure, if you need to go fuck other people, go fuck other people. Like, go do that. Just Just, come back here. Yeah, and be careful. Right, yeah. (laughs) And be, like, and tell me, like, tell me about it. (laughs) So it's not just you fucking random people. Don't be be bringing back STDs. Yeah. Like... That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> like, it's definitely interesting. Like, I actually follow, or I, I don't really follow them, but, like, their stuff started popping up on my um my TikTok, and I was watching. It's this guy. Anyway, it's this trans guy, and then he has a female partner and a male partner, and they just had a baby together. Oh, wow. So, and they were, like, like, all three of them live together. Like, they're all... I don't know if they're married or not, but, like, they live as married. Like, so he was talking about, like, how that all worked and, like, when they were getting ready to have the baby, like, how they, like, worked out how they would all be included because, obviously, it takes two people biologically to make a baby. So they were talking about the idea of, like, he still has his ovaries, so, like, they were throwing around the idea of, like, taking his eggs, his boyfriend's sperm and putting them together in his girlfriend's uterus but Mm -hmm. like there were complications and stuff so they ended up having like his boyfriend and his girlfriend like had a baby together like biologically theirs and she's carrying oh wow then they were talking about when it was born like she's seen the last name and stuff and they had worked out that like originally whoever was not the biological parent would give the last name but then like his girlfriend, like, as she was pregnant and, like, dealing with all that stuff was kind of, like, 
going back on that a little bit. Like, she was like, I, I kind of put all the, in all this work. I kind of want my last name, too. And he was like, yeah, I get that. Like, I don't want to be, like, a misogynistic male, like, I'm giving my last name type deal. <laughs> so they ended up, like, having the boyfriend's name as the baby's middle name and then hyphenating his last name and her last name. So they ended up having hmm. all three of them in the baby's name. And then they're, like, raising it together. It's it's definitely an interesting dynamic. Mm. There I go with my Marge Simpson sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I really, since I've never been in that position, I don't really know how that would work out. Like, if, it's not going to, but say if, like, to- this Tony, this one... <laughs> Uh, if he and I, like, worked out and we, like, went forward with a relationship and whatever, like, I really don't know how that would work because, like, his partner, his husband hasn't really shown any interest in me. So I don't know if it would just be, like, me dating Tony and as Tony is married to him. (laughs) And then, like, if that continued and, like, you all wanted to have, like, children together, like, how does his husband, like, fit into that? Like, would he spend half his time at his husband's house and half his time at your house? And, like, how does that affect your kids? And Exactly. And, like, I don't, I'm not attracted to his husband. So, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's super complicated. Like, I guess I'd have to be in it to know what to do. <laughs> so I can't really see it from the right perspective yet. But it's something I'd be open to in the future. Anyway, content-wise, we got anything else to cover? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, well, you did the intro, so I'll, I'll let you wrap it up then. But yeah, thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. And uh, let, listening to us talk about all of our crazy relationships. <laughs> We'll definitely update you if there's any change in Cody's relationship <laughs> status. Um, but we yeah. hope you all have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Yes, and remember to subscribe, and you know, like and comment, and um, and rate us whatever you can on whatever platform you're on. Bye. Bye. Hi everyone, so I just wanted to stop in before the episode begins and let you know that we talk about some kind of serious topics in this episode and we also talk about some explicit content, so honestly just be ready to hear some (laughs) explicit things at points. We don't get graphic or anything, Uh, just wanted to warn you guys, give a disclaimer, a trigger warning all of that stuff. So if that's not your thing, feel free to skip this episode. Um, and we look forward to having you listen to us next week. All right, let's get into the episode.